BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. The Chicago Bulls finished the preseason 1-4. and four. We're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls preseason finale game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're also going to talk about some of the biggest concerns and biggest positives coming away from the preseason play. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so, the Chicago Bulls had their last preseason game last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this was a game where we even saw Vooch kind of play into the fourth quarter in this game. Um, and so there are some things to absolutely take away from this game uh, that, that I do want to go over. You know, Zach Levine, Andre Drummond both sitting out in this game. Nikola Vucevic having another quiet 20-10 and 10 night, just quietly playing extremely well in this game, going 9-15 overall from the field, 2-5 from three-point range. He chips in 10 rebounds, four assists, one steal. Two blocks from Nikola Vucevic as he get, gets 21 points and 10 rebounds. Vooch absolutely balled out. He li- he uh, led the Bulls in scoring in this game uh, outright, and so you know it was a it was a solid night from Vooch. And Vooch over the last two preseason games has quietly showed, hey, his play. He's going to be ready to go for the season, right? Like I said, Zach Levine uh, set out in this game that brought Io DeSumo into the starting lineup. Surprisingly. Uh, you know, Billy Donovan went with a lineup of uh, Kobe White and Io DeSumo in the backcourt. Some Bulls fans may forget that initially in Io DeSumo's rookie year when he was still coming off the bench, him and Kobe actually developed a nice bit of chemistry uh, coming off that bench together before Lonzo eventually goes down and Io DeSumo had to step into that starting point guard role. But Io in this game going 5 of 9 from the field, 2 of 4 from three-point range. He chips in two rebounds, two steals, only having one turnover and 15 points. And Io DeSumo is a player that I do want to spend some time talking about because Io DeSumo has quietly had a really solid preseason, a preseason where his role is extremely different than what it was before. And while he played the two guard in today's game, when you look towards the regular season, you're probably going to see a lot of wing play from Io DeSumo. That means playing the two and the three. Him and Alice Caruso can both do that. So you're going to see them kind of moved up and down uh, in the lineup in the spot that they play, depending on who they're out there with. But I'll say this. Io DeSumo has done enough, I, I would say to me, um, in this preseason play to really show, hey, you can't really count him out, right? And that I think that he's going to be a nice bench piece um, for the Chicago Bulls in this in this, uh, in this the season, right? Coming off the bench. We already know what Io can be defensively, which he's flashed over this preseason as well. But like Io just shows in a, a, a new awareness of being able to kind of take players off the dribble, find his spots, right? Things like that. And so 
that's very promising for Io DeSumo to see him come in and play like that. So, you know, shout out to Io who, you know, coming in, like I said, has has his role drastically changed than what it was last year. Still expectations on him as well, getting that new contract from the Chicago Bulls, that three-year contract. So, you know, seeing him come in, play really well in this in this uh, preseason overall, right? Averaging a, about tw- a 10 points per game coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls in very few minutes on top of that, right? He's averaging right under 10 points per game, four and four uh, close to those stats coming off the bench over the course of the preseason play. That's extremely solid for a bench player. And why that's kind of even more I- exciting for Io DeSumo is that, listen, that bench, while very a very solid defensive bench, they don't really have a lot of scoring coming off that bench. Devon Carter is a shooter coming off that bench. Alex Caruso can score, but we know he kind of it's not his best um, you know attribute. But he's talked about how he wants to you know focus on shooting and being aggressive offensively a little bit more as well. But you know, really looking at them kind of scoring by committee. Yeah, you're probably always going to have one of the starters out there with them uh, to to add some scoring to that to that bench unit. But hey. It, it, Io DeSumo's quietly had a very solid preseason, I feel like, um, as well from the Chicago Bulls and a very solid game from him overall as well. Kobe White, uh, again, four for 10, one for seven. The team overall didn't shoot the three-pointer well at all. Now, they did get 36 shots up. They only made 11 uh, 30, uh, three-pointers from that. They were 35 of 81 overall from the field, but Kobe White chipping in 13 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals coming from Kobe White as well in this game. But I got to talk about it, right? Julian Phillips is one of the best takeaways from the Chicago Bulls over the course of this. He just, listen, he continues, continues to just learn game after game and show that, like, very much, I've told, like, he's like the mix between Derrick Jones Jr. and Javante Green. And for those that know, we've talked so often about, like, if the Bulls were able to merge those two players, they'd have a really solid player. And so I don't want to put huge expectations on Julian Phillips to, like, get a ton of minutes once the season starts. But Julian Phillips may very well be a steal. Now, Outside of that, we also had uh, Patrick Williams having more aggressive game, right? Um, he didn't really shoot the ball well overall, but Billy Donovan even talked about how important it was for Patrick Williams to be aggressive out there. Didn't shoot the ball well from three, went 0-7 from three. You don't expect that to happen a lot from Patrick Williams, but at least it seems like he did respond well to the to the, the to the lack of aggression that he showed that caused him to sit in the last preseason game a little bit of time there. So, you know, if he's going to be that more aggressive and play this more aggressive style that he played today, I think more times than not is going to pay off for him, right? And so that's why we want to see Patrick Williams be more aggressive because with the way that he played in last night's game, I think that he's going to be a bigger positive overall. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, you want to see that aggression. He showed that a little bit. It's still, you know, he didn't get the results that he wanted, and I don't want to take away from that because he didn't shoot the ball well. but he did come in. He had an almost poster dunk on Rudy Gobert uh, in the in the la- in the in the uh, first half, towards the end of the first half. So you know you you want to see that he went um, four for four from the free throw line. Uh, you know he, he three for twelve from the field overall. So you know Billy Donovan saying this. He shot the ball really poorly, and everyone still felt his presence in the game. He made some great passes. He got to the glass. He rebounded. I give him credit. So you know that's the thing, right? always making your presence felt. That's what we've talked about with Patrick Williams. That is the thing. You can't allow yourself to go quietly into the night. And so, you know, Patrick Williams, even when the shot isn't falling, can find ways to impact the game. And he did that uh, a little bit in this game, right? So I want to give him his credit for that. Five rebounds, one assist, one block in this game. He still chipped in 10 points as well, but he went 3-12 from the field, 0-7 from three-point range. We know Patrick Williams is a much better three-point shooter than that, right? We know that. So I do think that, if those same shots that he got, if this, if you play the same game more times than not, he's probably going to hit about three 
of those three-pointers at least. And that then you're looking at without changing very much, just hitting your shots at a better frequency. You're adding three threes to that. You're talking about a 19-5 and five game from Patrick Williams. That's why aggression is important for Pat and what he does for the Chicago Bulls. But, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on the game. I have a full post-game show on the channel if you guys want to go and check that out. But outside of that, let's talk about some of the biggest concerns for the Chicago Bulls um, coming out of this preseason play, these five preseason games. One is turnovers. Turnovers have been a big part of the story. We know that the Bulls are trying to move the ball around a little bit more. But one of the – and the reason why I put turnovers on here, yes, you're going get, to get more turnovers with passing more, right? You want to limit the overpassing. But you still want to have ball movement, player movement, all those type of things. But why turnovers can be so costly for the Bulls, one of the reasons we were a top-five defensive team last season is that we limited points in transition. You have to get that underway for the Chicago Bulls. You do not want to be one of those, um, one of those teams that, uh, that uh, have a bunch of turnovers and you allow teams to really convert heavily on those second-chance points. You, you got to avoid that if you're the Chicago Bulls. Like I said, Overall, some really positive things with the balls move the, the Bulls moving the ball around, uh, better things like that. I don't want to take away from that because those are things that absolutely are going to help this team be a better overall squad, and you want to see that continue to go. But listen, you can't allow huge amount of second chance points. So we gotta we gotta we gotta figure out how to how to limit that, right? We gotta figure out how we're going to you know move the ball around more, be a, a bigger passing team, use our team as a whole, but we have to limit second chance points. Uh, from the team, and you look at time of possession for the Chicago Bulls, because of the turnover in this past game, for example, the Minnesota Timberwolves had the ball about six minutes more than the Chicago Bulls, so those type of things definitely play a part in it. Again, I don't want to don't want to act like it's huge. Like the Chicago Bulls, for example, in the Minnesota game, even though we had a lot of turnovers, the Bulls had 10 second chance points, whereas the Minnesota Timberwolves had 13 second chance points. So not a huge discrepancy there. Again, though, the Minnesota Timberwolves didn't play any of their starters in the second half of the game. So, you know, that could be even worse for the Chicago Bulls going forward. But we need to get those turnovers underway. Protect the ball while you're still trying to move the ball around. So that's something as well. Another concern for the Chicago Bulls, Patrick Williams can, uh, inconsistencies, right? Um, again, I, when you look at it, he played more aggressive minutes than not, right? So there's that positive sign in, in the right direction. But, you know, it's still some of that, right? And so Patrick Williams, you know, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and play a clip. This is what Patrick Williams said. As, as a player, um, it's always like a you know, tricky thing. Some players don't like to get pushed or challenged. Some do. I mean, I feel like the great ones, they usually do. They usually respond well. So. For me, it was that's kind of how, how I viewed it. Obviously, you don't you never want a coach to give up on you. Um, credit to him, he didn't. You know what I mean? Doing that, taking me out early, whether it was challenging me or testing me or however you want to put it, um, it was it was something that I got to you know respond from. And, and uh, the good players do that well. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home. Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide 
who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. So I told him, just you know, stay on me. Don't, don't, don't ever take it easy. Don't feel like you got to try to please me or anything like that. If, you got, if I'm bullshitting, take me up. Take me up. Hey, cool. So Patrick Williams like talking about, yeah, bench him, right? Basically what he's saying then, I respect that wholeheartedly. I respect the having that mindset of if I'm bullshitting, bench me. I get that. That's great to say. It's a great soundbite, great clip, but that shouldn't even be a question. Go out there and play. And so, you know, Patrick Williams consistently, especially because he's needed. Him and Kobe are going to be so important because we saw the, the, the core three in Vooch, DeMar, and Zach played the most minutes of any three-man group in the league last season. So we primarily know what they're going to bring, right? But having the glue guys, right, the role players step up in Kobe, the other two starters in Kobe and Patrick Williams, it's important that they always give consistent effort. It's, good. it's important that they always bring fight. So Kobe White, I mean, Kobe White too, but Patrick Williams' consistency is, is something that can be glaring, right? And so we talked about in yesterday's episode, the eye test, right? And that's why, like, Torrey Craig is a player that a lot of Bulls fans look at and they always see what he's doing because he passes the eye test hugely for the Chicago Bulls. He's always being active always do, kind of having his body in the right spot. We talked about a, two, a night where Torrey Craig went 2-7 and seven from the field, but we still talked about him being able to positively impact the game. We need that from Patrick Williams. And for like I said, last night, didn't shoot the ball well, but he did make his presence felt. But we need to just see that consistently from Patrick Williams, at least in my opinion. Another uh, concern for the Chicago Bulls, Dalen Terry. Um, listen, I, never, I came into the season saying Dalen Terry's probably not going to play a lot of minutes. I didn't have that expectation on him, but it's more than just that. Dalen Terry looks so far off. He looks three years away from being three years away, and that is a concern when this is a player that you drafted with the 18th overall pick, and yet you eventually need him, and we talked about it, right? The Bulls aren't going to have a lot of cap space until the potentially 2025, so that means over the next two seasons, your young players developing is highly important to raising the ceiling for your team, right? You're not going to be a team that's very active in the free agent market. You can make some things happen, absolutely, right? But if you're keeping this core primarily together, you're not going to be too active. You need your young players to step up, and you need your young players to develop. And right now, Dalen Terry is uncontrolled out there. He's kind of just he's going off nothing but instinct. I know he has basketball IQ, but we're not seeing him play with basketball IQ. And because of that, it's just leading to a lot of a lot of mistakes, a lot of, you know, over um, uh, calculated on pick and rolls, things like that. These are things that we want to see uh, Dalen Terry just improve in. And we know that he can. Right. Like, uh, well, I guess we don't necessarily know that. That's why it's a question. Right. We think that he can. And I'm sure the Bulls believe that he can. That's why they drafted him. But we need that consistency from from Pat. I mean, it's from Dalen. We need that consistency from him and we need him to just be able to come out there and do what he does well. Now, he had a great highlight reel alley-oop to Julian Phillips. But again, that was probably his biggest highlight from the preseason play. And when you're a player that's coming into your second season, you just expect him. Now, he didn't play a lot of minutes. He still has tons of growing to do. I am not saying this to say like some of the Bulls fans, oh, we need to trade Dalen. Not saying that at all. But I am saying that you, the, the player development staff needs to be working with Dalen every single day. You built out a whole department for player development. We need them to be focusing on Dalen because at some point, we're going to need Dalen to be able to give us productive minutes if he's going to want to continue to be on this team. So there, that's kind of some of the negatives from, you know, adjustments still are always going to be a thing with Billy Donovan. You always got to look at, you know, his lack of adjustments at times and how that goes with him. It sucks that that's still something that we're talking about. But, hey, every coach has their flaws, and that just happens to be one of Billy Donovan's flaws. So, like, 
you know, and like I said, I don't want to kind of overblow it. It was in that one game in, against the Toronto Raptors that, you know, the, the adjustments was the biggest thing. But this coaching staff is really going to have to, you know, focus on bringing those adjustments at the right time, right? And bringing in the right guys at the right time, finding the, the perfect mix and balance of that rotation of when they want to play people is going to be extremely important for the Chicago Bulls as well, um, especially with that bench scoring, right? We we don't have a lot of scoring coming off the bench. I love our bench. That's actually going to be one of the positives we talk about. But how you bring that scoring off the bench, which starter you leave in there, right? We've seen DeMar being left out there with the starters. We saw some of Zach. We saw some of Patrick Williams. It looked better with DeMar and Zach out there. But if you really want to try to force Patrick Williams' growth, right, you're going to have to do some of that. So this is going to be an important season for coaching, especially from Billy Donovan. He's really going to have to coach and figure out that right combination of players to bring the right thing depending on the matchup and the team that you're facing against. And so yeah, it definitely was a little bit of sign for concern against the Toronto Raptors that we just did not uh, adjust well to what they were doing defensively. That's kind of always when we face the Toronto Raptors, though. We always kind of run into those issues. So we got to just see that tighten up as well. But let's get into some of the positives for this team in preseason play. And one of those biggest positives is the play of Nikola Vucevic. You just can't overlook that. Vooch has been really good specifically in those last two games and when the Bulls have gone to him to facilitate things like that we've had solid success and it not perfect right we haven't done it it wasn't a large sample size or anything like that but we saw some positivity in that and Vooch is going to be probably one of the most consistent Bulls yet again right and I know a lot of Bulls fans they have their issues with Vooch because of what he is and things like that those things are going to still be there as well but you really got to look at Vooch just uh, what Vooch brings is just so important for the Chicago Bulls and we really don't have anybody to simulate that at a high level, and so Vooch being ready to go is a big thing, but we also got to talk about the preseason. When, as, far as far as positives, Kobe White's playing development has been one of the bright spots in the preseason. When you look at it, he's over the five games, averaging 13.3 points per game on 58% shooting from the field, 40% shooting from three-point range, 4.3 assists in just 22 minutes per game, and we know he's probably going to end up playing more minutes a game more than that. Uh, you know, once the regular season starts. But Kobe White stepping into that starting point guard role has been a very big positive for the Chicago Bulls in this season, consistently kind of finding how to get his points off. That step-back jumper in mid-range with his speed and things like that is going to be a deadly weapon for him. And just you, you, you trust that he's going to be able to find his place even amongst the starters and the ball-dominant players that he's playing with. Kobe's going to be able to find his spot and really contribute to that team. And so other positives, Torrey Craig and Javon Carter. Now, everything hasn't been 100% positive with them, but I do think overall you're looking at bringing in two role players that absolutely have the skill set that you need and that, that have been consistent in that bringing that to the Chicago Bulls, um, you know, this this preseason play, especially Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig is just always a guy who impacts the game and, and always doing something positive out there. And I really think he's him and Javon Carter are going to end up being some favorite for this Bulls team. And, you know, kind of contributing to that, the Bulls bench, the bench defense is going to be spectacular this season. This is one of, I think, one of my favorite bench units for the Chicago Bulls, potentially. We've got to see how it's going to go over the course of the actual season, right? But their defense and the way that they can get out in transition, the way they can push the pace, the way that a lot of these players as well can finish around the rim, right? And we have uh, two players out there with Torrey Craig and Javon Carter that can stretch the floor some things like that. It's going to be important to find the right balance with what score you want to leave out there and them finding their ability to score co coming from the bench. But overall, that bench defense is going to be legit. And I really do, because of the veterans on that bench, when you look at Caruso, when you look at Torrey Craig, Javon Carter, Andre Drummond, you throw in Io DeSumo in that as well, who in college was, an, was a scorer, right? He may end up developing into kind of that transition score for this bench unit. But I would not be surprised at all if the bench unit kinds of finds their identity 
earlier in the season than maybe the starters do because I just I'm really high on this bench unit for the Chicago Bulls and what they can bring. And so overall, I think it's just it's a lot of, you know, a lot of reasons for positives, a lot of reasons for concerns too, right? Everything isn't a hundred percent positive. They finished the preseason one and four. You kind of know what went into that um as well. But I really appreciate a lot of those things. Julian Phillips is another player that, you know, I I, I don't know. I don't know how much Billy Donovan's going to play him. I want to be clear on that. But I do think that whenever he's going to get an opportunity, you trust he's going to do something out there. He's going to go through the normal, especially if he's guarding other fours and mobile fours. He's going to go through some of the foul trouble that we see young bigs do in the league. But Julian Phillips, I said it on yesterday's postgame show, I would not be surprised at all if Julian Phillips' ceiling ends up being higher than even Patrick Williams. Like, I just wouldn't. When you look at the fact that, you know, a top, what, 10 to 15, I think, All-American coming into college, of course, his collegiate season kind of affected his 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 draft stock. He was an early second round pick that we got him for. But Julian Phillips has so much. I, I talked about it early in the show. Like he just seems to be that combination of Derek Jones Jr. Javante Green that we can really use on that bench unit. And if that continues for the Bulls, hey, that's going to be a big player for the Bulls eventually. It may not be this first season, but we'll end up seeing what Julian Phillips turns out to as well. But that's kind of my thoughts generally around the preseason and where we finished. Um, we're going to have the mailbag uh, episode tomorrow. Uh, Sunday, we're going to have the mailbag as well. The first episode Monday, though, is going to be the whole Chi-Town Sports Central crew kind of talking about our expectations now for the Chicago Bulls going into the season. As the season starts Wednesday, we are right at the start of the season, and I can't wait to bring you guys another season of a, ho- a hopefully amazing content, man. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Breaks Breaks Media. 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 BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.